You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Episode 223, How to Design and Afford Your Dream Life. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today is part one of three of our Radical Middle Method series. Mm, love how yes. that sounds. We're into mm-hmm. the we're into doing series now. I don't even know what that I means. Know. It's just one thing will build on the next is what that means. And I typically don't like series because anytime a podcast does a series, it's like, oh, I'm not into the series. I can't listen for four to eight episodes. Mm. But Hopefully you will all be into this series because it's only three episodes and it's all about designing your dream life, making a financial plan to afford it, and then developing the the skills to stick with the plan and achieve what you really want versus what you're being told you should mm-hmm. want. And this is a fun sneak peek too into what we're doing in our membership group, wanting to share it with you all, how we are approaching some of the foundational things of leading a frugal life that is fulfilling, that's tailored to our needs, and that is going to help set us up for the future in some beneficial ways to what we want to see. So Mm -hmm. we hope that this can just be really helpful for you in some small ways and big ways, short-term and long-term, and know that it builds upon one another. So if you're listening to this episode and just know you can keep tuning in, you know, for at least the next two episodes. Yeah. Well, we have an interview. So the next four episodes, stick with us for the next few weeks. Yeah. (laughs) And this episode is specifically talking about dream lives. This episode is brought to you by Vacation. All I ever wanted. Uh, By the time you hear this, I will have just gotten back from my vacation. I will be rested and rejuvenated and recovered from our virtual event, and I will be ready to podcast again. Today, while I'm recording, however, I am hanging on by a thread. A very thick thread, but a thread nonetheless. Uh, Vacations. Save for them. Take them enjoy them. I feel like this is also like a warning for me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, bye. 
how do I keep this thread together? How do I link the fibers in a way that helps us get through? It's a thick thread. It's almost Mm -hmm. yarn. It's almost yarn. When, where are you, are you hanging? Are you like holding on and you're just like two feet off the floor, like NBD if it breaks or are you like over a cliff? I would imagine, well, this is too deep into, I didn't think this far into it, but I would imagine I'm sitting, uh, hanging on by the thread. I am, well, it sounds more stressful actually than I even imagined. I may be just <laughs> You hanging. got coffee. You'll be all right. Yeah, I'm fine. We're, just, I'm we're, fine. we're friends talking. Here we go. If, okay. this, if this podcast topic is of interest to you and you want if you want more, if you want to hear more from us and Jen when maybe a time when she wasn't hanging on by yarn. Not talking about, yeah, uh-huh. by thread. You got episode 139. You can queue up where we talk about money mindset shifts that we all need to make. That's a tongue twister. Or episode 177, what is values-based budgeting? Both of those are congruent with what we're talking about here and could be helpful. Yeah. So like Jill said, this is something that we're talking about in our membership, but we wanted to um, share kind of like an overview. And we have a, you know, like full video series and workbooks in there for our members, but we wanted to just give you an overview. And if you are really digging it, then you can join us in there. Otherwise, you can totally do it on your own. But like this is stuff we're not seeing elsewhere on the internet. So and you'll when we get to our one page financial plan, that will be clearly obvious that we had to rewrite the outline (laughs) 10 minutes before we recorded. So we wanted to share it so it's out there. So if somebody else is looking for this idea, they can find it. And it's here. And there's also opportunity to go further with it. But so for us, designing and affording your dream life. So many people talk about the designing your dream life and like the lifestyle design part, but they don't focus on the money aspect. It's either become an entrepreneur and live your laptop lifestyle. That's kind of the extent they go Mm -hmm, to. mm -hmm. And then other people talk about how to afford life, but whose picture of life? Just like whose life. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to meld those parts together. And so you can't figure out what you want to do financially until you figure out what you want to do outside of your finances. So today is going to talk a lot about more of the lifestyle design portion uh, with a little bit of the money tucked in because next, um, our part two is going to be all about the money and the affording part. So that is what we are kind of talking about when we talk about designing and affording your dream life. And there are different parts to a dream life plan, which we get into in our membership. But today we're going to talk about kind of like the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that leads us to our first article, which is what is lifestyle design and five steps to living the life of your dreams. Yep. And this comes from your lifestyle business. This author talks a lot about, in general, on her blog, how to create a business that aligns with the lifestyle design that you have. But this one in particular, I think, is really helpful for anyone, whether or not you have your own business. And 
some of the things that I appreciate about it. It's the how, but also dispelling some of the myths, which always feels a little bit fun and salacious to me. So I'm excited to get into (laughs) the myths portion. I will say at the start of this, if anyone else is similar to me in this way, sometimes I hear a term like lifestyle design and I feel a little cringy. Like it feels to me in some ways like live your best life now. And anytime that I make that kind of statement, I I make it kind of like how I just did, where it's a little (laughs) bit sarcastic and poking fun at just that concept that you could have all of the rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and that's it. And I do want to say off the bat, I guess I'm already kind of getting to some of the myths that as we've talked about this, Jen, you and I, and with our membership and and talking about this this three-part series, it is not that. I think that my mindset has shifted a bit on what is lifestyle design and realizing I have done it. I maybe haven't Mm -hmm. put those words to it, but it is possible. And it doesn't mean the absence of life difficulties, just how can we move towards something that we want? And so getting into the article, one of the things that they highlight at the beginning is lifestyle design is about choice, meaning what do you want? Where do you want to do it? And who do you want with you? along the journey. And I think we all do answer those questions in one way or another, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not intentionally. And I think lifestyle design is that extra push to say, well, let's do it intentionally. It's the opposite of being victim to our circumstances. It's Mm -hmm. not life just happening to us. It is us engaging with life in a way that we want to in the midst of, yes, circumstances we can't change, difficulties that happen, barriers that arise, but still recognizing what is the power, influence, control that I have that is within my realm of influence that I can bear weight upon and actually make decisions that I feel are beneficial for me and maybe even those around me. So that's my caveat and also in alignment with what this article is saying as we kind of get into, well, then how do we go about this? Yeah, I think when I think about lifestyle design, there is an example, and it's uh, a few maybe months ago, the daycare where I take Kai, she had to shut down for a week because her daughter was in the hospital. And when that happened, I was able, I was not stressed about it at all. Like, yes, I have to work. I can't I am not financially independent. I am not independently wealthy. Like I still work from home, but I have designed a work that I love that I can take a week off from or or work, you know, here and there for a week while I keep my son at home. I didn't have to stress about where he was going, what we were doing, what I was falling behind on. Like there was absolutely no stress. It was just a an inconvenience and I was able to still uh, pay for that week and like bless the family with with not having to worry about, you know, my fee because they they made it optional to pay for that week and, um, you know, bring their daughter a gift basket. So there were just like there uh, some. And then I was talking to an, a mo- another mother texted me and she was stressed like about whether she had to pay or not. And apparently she had to h- hire a nanny to like watch her kids while it was close. So that was another expense. And so like 
it's that to me is lifestyle design. It's not traveling the world in a laugh, laptop lifestyle, drinking Mai Tais on the beach, though I do love that. That's not lifestyle design to me. Mm-hmm. I was able to go through that week completely unfazed, able to bless another family in a time they needed it. And that, so to that, to mm-hmm. me, that's lifestyle design. And that's what we talk Mm -hmm. about when we talk about this. And it takes time. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, both you and I can say we have gotten to a place where it feels great. There's more that we want to see for our lives, but we're in our mid-30s now. And I would say it took every bit of a decade to finally get to this place of, ooh, this is what I've been aimed at and hoping for for a long time. I'm so grateful for it. Again, my life is not without difficulties, but there are a lot of things in the midst of it that provide flexibility that I've wanted. And it didn't happen overnight. So there, there's also that caveat with this whole lifestyle design concept. It's not a snap your fingers and achieve it. And yeah. so if this idea is sounding good to you, that's the word, it's sounding good to you, here are some ways that we can engage in this. The first one is just know what you want. And I will say that's not an easily answered question. I think mm-hmm. our second article will help us. So I'm not going to get too into the weeds on that one. The second article helps to fill in some of the blanks. But I do want to say you're not alone if you're kind of unsure I don't know. This this sounds great, but I, I'm not, I don't actually know what I would want my lifestyle to look like. That's okay. It's a step one. Take some time with it. Again, listen to the second portion of this episode and th- that can help fill in those blanks. Yeah. The next is to create a lifestyle design budget, which we'll also talk about more in our next episode. Not so much a budget, but just like a plan. Because uh, nine times out of 10, and this is this is the author speaking, but I wholeheartedly agree. Nine times out of 10, it costs much less than you think to live your ideal life. Because it it doesn't necessarily mean building a business or moving to a foreign country or having to retire early like it's it can be done on on less and mm-hmm. i think we just have to find maybe yes there's an ultimate goal that involves living on a beach in colombia but there are steps that you can take before that to also live a dream life now that you can afford. And then number three is make a plan. And I love what we talk about with our membership. And Jen, you highlighted this recently on a call that we had with some of our club members of make this plan when we're in this design phase without talking about money. And that Mm -hmm. will really help us to get to the heartbeat of what we want to see. If we don't even like, oftentimes we just jump to money, like, well, what, what can money afford for me? But really we're going to have a better sense of what do I want my lifestyle to look like? If we're able to answer that question without thinking about money yet, money will come into it. Of course we, we need resources, but consider a design plan that just looks like like hopes, desires, where, with who, maybe even how, but not even considering the financial component yet. Mm -hmm. And that leads into having difficult conversations. Mm. Uh, So this one says, perhaps you're going to be leaving your family for a while. And I don't know that this gets into (laughs) 
deep stuff. Maybe you and your spouse are going in opposite directions. I don't think. I think that might have been what happened for her. <laughs> maybe, maybe for her. Um, she says you might be saying goodbye to your job. That could be something that you actually do. Maybe you need to find a higher paying job or eventually once you get to a certain part of your plan, you say goodbye to your job because you know you've made enough in your business. All hard conversations, both. Um, so you definitely need do need to have some difficult conversations. I would say the most difficult conversations you have are with yourself. Mm. Those are the most difficult conversations. Mm. And then incorporating your family, so your partner, even your children, even your extended family because getting their input is important, but it's not it's not a make or break. These are you the people who are important to you should be involved in your plans, but there are certain people who can dictate them and certain people who cannot. Mm-hmm. But it's still important to have those conversations and possibly create boundaries where needed. Mm-hmm. This again, as I dive into this topic more and more, I realize, oh my gosh, I did, I did do this. Maybe I kind of wish that I had the steps to actually know what I was doing. But when Eric and I started to have our sights on wanting to move and wanting to come to St. Petersburg from the north, there were this the difficult conversations. And I almost didn't do it because I almost didn't have the conversation with my full-time work and speaking with my boss about hey, could I keep my job, but do it from Florida? And thank goodness I could. Like We figured out a way for me not to have to leave my job, maintain my job, do it from a new location. Uh, Eric already was remote, so that was fantastic. But that was a difficult conversation, but realize that there can be creativity involved and some problem solving and, and just considering what could this look like? And I will say, I think it has been an incredible quality of life improvement for Eric and I. And oh my gosh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we did step four of having the difficult conversations. Yes. The hope was also to be closer to you, to be able to invest more in this podcast. And it's happening. I'm like elated. You did number five. And then number five, make it happen. Number five (laughs) is put it to action. Uh, That's going to look different for every person. But once you've gone through all of those other steps of designing it, where then we have to do it, implement on it. Mm -hmm. You've done a lot of work up to that point. So do it. Which then moves into, and I love this part, the myths. Myths. Mm. The the first myth, we've kind of touched on it a bit, that designing your, your dream life means you have to travel the world. No. Designing your dream life is what do you want? What do you want life to look, la- look like in the areas that you have influence and control over within your life? Of course, the writer of this, she does travel. It's what she wanted to do. But I love that she encourages people that it's not mutually exclusive. You can design a life style that you want. And it doesn't have to look like what others on Instagram or blogs or other platforms are telling you, this is what you should want. It's okay if you want to stay home. And that's the lifestyle that you desire. Absolutely. If you want to move homes, whatever it is, it doesn't mean you have to travel the world. So get that out of your head. Of course, if you want to, then have at it. Enjoy. Absolutely. That's never going to be me because one of my core values is community. And I would rather like 
not love where I live and be in a great community than travel the world. And so that's, I mean, thankfully, I love where I live, but that is something that's important to me is being invested in like a great core community. So that's, I mean, traveling and being a digital nomad is never going to be something that I want to do. I do love to get away and see new places. And so that uh, kind of like secondary Mm -hmm. traveling. Uh, But yeah, you don't have to be a digital nomad. Yeah. Uh, Myth two, you have to start your own business. Uh, So again, I I love that she's very candid on this because her whole business is helping you start a business to design your life. And she's like, but you don't actually have to do that one. I did like that. Yeah. So like you can work remote or you can, you know, do what Jill did and kind of like she does the remote work and then also sometimes travels for work. Uh, There are options and you just need to ask or sometimes you you work a nine to five in an office that you Mm -hmm. enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like if you love it, then that's your you're intentionally designing your life. And that's the goal. You do things with intention. Speak it from the rooftop, because especially if you are entrenched in the personal finance world and you're like queuing up all the personal finance podcasts and Instagram accounts, like this is the push. There is a lot of pressure out there to be a solopreneur, be an entrepreneur, start your own side hustle. And of course, we've done that. And we appreciate it and we'd love to help others who want to, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Again, freedom. There is nothing wrong with having being employed. There are actually some really great benefits to it. For a while, we were self-employed and I was so grateful when I finally was a W-2 employee and salaried and just didn't have to worry about certain things that come along with owning your own business. So I support all of it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I think. If you've designed a lifestyle that you like, that feels great to you, that affords you the things that you want, fantastic. You can push aside the pressures and obligations of other people telling you what you should or shouldn't do. So love that, dispelling Mm -hmm. that myth. Uh, The third one is you have to become a millionaire. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You do not have to be a millionaire to have a dream life. You don't even have to be have being a millionaire be a goal of yours. Again, it's a whole other pressure that people are putting on out there. And I love how she describes kind of the freedom that can come along with whatever you want and utilizes this example of a person who maybe works 80 hours a week and makes half a million dollars a year versus the person who might work 25 hours a week and makes $40,000 a year, it's very possible that the actual lifestyle lived by the 24-hour work week and the $40,000 a year is way more flexible and enjoyable than the person working 80 hours making half a million. Like How we define and approach wealth and something worth aiming at is a spectrum in and of itself. So just recognize that you can push off the trappings and the obligations and the pressures in a lot of different ways that if being a millionaire is not your goal, that's okay. You're fine. You're welcomed here. And you can design a life that feels great for you. Mm -hmm. And that by no means is us giving permission to not try to increase your income because it is 
a more efficient way to save money. You know, when you have more money, you can buy better quality things that save you more money in the long run, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, there is no expectation to work and become this, you know, mega rich person to travel the world. And I think that leads into the fourth myth. Uh, the last one is you have to buck the system. So she references the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, uh, which in 2007 was for sure bucking the system. <laughs> it was really like working remote was not common. And these days it is more common. So you don't have to create a new ecosystem um, or a new system at all. You, It's much easier to make the system work for you you in 2022. So you don't have to do something new. You don't have to create something from scratch. It's it's much easier to make the system work for you in some way or look for a way to make the system work for you. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Mm -hmm. The article goes on to talk about like why do this. And if you're interested in kind of being more and more convinced, feel free to check it out. But we're going to move into the next article, which is seven questions to ask yourself in figuring out what you want your dream life to be. And this one comes from Life Goals Co., there's just some fun pictures along the way. Mm -hmm. And again, I like this one for the sense that 
it normalizes and validates those of us who may think I'm uncertain about what I even want. You're not alone if the pathway forward for short-term or long-term goals is not well-defined for you, or this might be the first time that you're ever thinking about it. And so here you go. Here's some really helpful questions, some prompts even, if I may, if you're a journaler or a (laughs) quiet thinker. Here's some things that you can ponder Oh, I guess everyone is kind of a quiet thinker or you could verbalize (laughs) whatever you want to do with these questions. They're fantastic. You have permission. So uh, let's go in the first one. What would you like to learn with no intention of having it as a side business? I love it when you take the pressure off of it being mm -hmm. a side business. That's so in like in personal finance. It's like, what do you like and how can you monetize it? (laughs) Which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Not a bad question. But first, let's talk about what would you what do you like to do? What do you want to learn without having it monetized? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be a helpful indicator of certainly what 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 draws us, what is engaging for us, what's life giving, and maybe even will provide us an outlet, even if it does never become. A business for us. Yeah, you can at least see maybe a pattern. If you have a list of things, you can find a pattern in there and try to incorporate more of whatever that core is. One of the things I considered with that one is it could at least help us in designing our dream life so that we could have more of that thing that we really enjoy Mm -hmm. doing or or space to learn the thing we want to learn without the pressure to monetize, but figuring out other aspects of our life that makes that more accessible to us. The mm-hmm. second question we can ask ourselves is, what did you enjoy doing as a child? A lot of times going back to some of our first loves, the things that were true about us decades ago might still ring true. This is kind of getting at the core of our being before all of these other pressures or obligations came into play. What drew us? It still could be relevant for us today. So understanding if we were really artistic or we enjoyed problem solving, like, there might be a craving for that underneath as well. So think back, dig up pictures, old home videos. What kind of kid were you and what might that say about yourself and what you might want to incorporate into your life as an adult? I used to do math problems on a whiteboard. I would just do one plus one is two, two plus two is four, four (laughs) plus and I would just go on and on and on. And now you kind of do that on our Instagram account. You like write uh, things on a piece of paper and videotape Mm -hmm. it and share it with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the next one is who are the five people you admire or envy most and what do you admire about them? So this does not have to be celebrities. And and she says, this activity was helpful for me because I have the tendency to glorify other people's lives and vicariously live through them instead of doing the work to achieve what they have. So aka, she spent way too many hours on YouTube. And I think, I mean, I was at the gym yesterday and they asked like, what do you spend way too much time doing? And everyone was like, social media. And I was like, why? That's so telling because mm-hmm. I think we're doing this. Uh, so doing doing the work of becoming more like the people that we admire. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is, what can you start saying yes to? I do think that we have hit a wave of 
being able to say no, recognizing boundaries, being able to say, ah, that's not for me. But I think too, this is that radical middle, right? Not only saying yes, not only saying no, but being really mindful and aware of, but what do I maybe want to say yes to? That Mm -hmm. other factors might be inhibiting me, but really deep down, it draws me. It's maybe not something I would normally do, but it's exciting me. And how can I make ways to be able to say yes to those things, those opportunities? That could be really telling about what a dream life could incorporate for us. And I I love that she says, say yes. And if you don't like it, don't do it again. But we'll never see what our potential is or what we like or want to do if we don't get out there and try new things. Mm -hmm. And we have to, sometimes we have to fail at things that we do. And failure isn't the end all be all. It just means, I mean, maybe I didn't like this. Maybe I don't do it again. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I try harder. Yeah. For some of us, we can also create visuals. A lot of us are visual people, I think. So even putting together scrolling Instagram or taking a walk outside and taking pictures of the things that draw us or writing down, considering what do we like, creating a collage, whatever it might be. It can look however you want it to look, but beginning to imagine and put visuals to what are the things that I want incorporated into my life? What's important to me? What's life-giving? That can also be helpful. Actually, hands-on engagement in this process. Mm-hmm. I don't love vision boards because I feel like if I have see a vision board and I'm just staring at things I want to do but can't do, it makes me feel sad. But if you're making like visuals for your one, five and 10 year goals, which is what she says to do, like that can actually be really healthy, like especially a visual like visual reminder for your one-year plan, Mm -hmm. I think very healthy. Mm -hmm. What don't you want? This is a thing. If Mm. you can't figure out what you want, surely you know the things that you don't want. So start with that and then start subtracting. Shift things around. Just start subtracting things that you don't like. And eventually that will make space for you to find the things that you do want. I love this. Doc G talks about this. Uh, We had Mm -hmm. him on our podcast. And yeah, the art of subtraction. I think that can be really helpful. You'll hear that in a few weeks. Yeah, Yeah, a little teaser. Uh, what What is the future you like? And when you think about what you might want, even in big terms, what do you think? What What is it that you want? Uh, feel free. There's various exercises that you can do. You can write to yourself in five years. And what are you working on now? Where are you at in life? How do you feel? You can get as detailed as you want, but just give yourself the space and permission to imagine what the future could hold. And again, going back to that first article, it can answer some of those questions of what do you want? Who do you want with you? Where do you want it to be? Those are some big overarching pieces. And it can also tie into what do you what do you don't want? That can also help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finding your core values is essential to this. We didn't talk about much about core values in these articles, but mm-hmm. that's one thing that we use to guide. It's like a true north uh, type thing. And uh, you can Find out a lot about what you want from life and a lot about what you don't want from life if you are confident in your core values. Um, and then also 
having the mindset that says my core values can change. That doesn't mean I failed or I'm going to give up. It means I shift and I've grown. Uh, and so moving on this path uh, and ha- and ever forever refining your mindset and your core values, I think that is the goal because you're never going to be able to predict what your future is going to hold ever. You just can't. So why try? Give yourself a vision, know, continue to discover who you are, and then and make goals around that and then hold them loosely. And I think that's the big, big picture. Do you know what's my true north and I never want to let go of? This will never change for me. It is truly a core value. The, the Bill of the Week. for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hello, hello. I'm calling in with my Bill of the Week. Um, We decided to use some of our emergency savings to pay off the rest of my, my husband's car loan. Um, So that way we can use the money that we would have been spending on the car loan to pay down my student loan debt. Uh, We also went through our spending um, and our statements and our bank accounts and canceled all of the subscriptions that we don't actually need. And we found out that we were spending almost $200 in these things. And so now we have $200 to... um, throw at debt. And we also uh, went into our benefits accounts and realized that we, I had um, a flexible spending account for dependent childcare and I wasn't using it. And so I just submitted a claim. And so we might not have to pay for my son's preschool for the rest of the school year. So there's all this money that we just freed up just by looking at our expenses. And we're super, super excited about this. Um, And we just paid off my husband's car loan. So now we own his car fully and we only have one car loan left. So excited and really grateful for this community and for the motivation that I've found um, in listening to your podcast. Um, And thank you. I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. You all ninja'd your budget just now. Bam, bam, bam. I think that was a triple bill, a triple threat bill. I think it may have, it may hold the record for bill. Holy smokes. Like you just, that was a, that was bam, bam, bam. Let's recap it. Okay. There was the, the taking money from the savings to pay off the car loan, which and as long as it's not your emergency fund, if it's just other savings, we support. Then the uh, canceling all the subscriptions and freeing up $200 a month. Well, you skipped that they once they canceled the car loan, that money that was being spent on the car loan got put towards debt. Debt. All right. And then canceling the subscriptions and, and freeing up $200. That- and then and here we are. Using the then, flexible spending account to pay yes, for son's oh my preschool. You ninja'd your budget. That might be a quad bill. Wow. Four. That, oh my gosh. You know, 
We just, in ice skating, we keep getting more and more quads. <laughs> and I was waiting for it to spill into other areas. And here we are. This is the first <sighs> quad on the Frugal Friends podcast. And you're setting a precedent. Well, yeah. I mean, you are. That's going to be a tough act to follow, just like in ice skating. Tough acts to follow. If you all listening, I mean, hopefully you're just inspired. If you want to go after this bill and you want to submit us a bill, it's okay. If it's just a double bill, that's fine. (laughs) Uh It's okay if it's one bill or a dude named Bill (laughs) or somebody. It's it does. It's fine. I mean, y'all know this revs us up no matter what it is. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. It's, It's our favorite part of the show. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And now it's time for The Lightning Round. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Got my own. I got my own now. So Goldie, Sound Goldie's effect. Goldie's in our outlines and she's been asking she's us making, the questions. Yeah, she's been um, making our lightning round questions. And um, so this one, what did you enjoy doing as a child? Oh, Jill, no, this is one I made. Oh, you I did? I did this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I'm reading it. I was like, this sounds familiar. What did you enjoy doing as a child that you have or want to incorporate more of or into your dream life? Jill. I was a weird child. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jill, your answer. <laughs> I, I don't know. Nothing. I might I lose say- some listeners on this. I say but nothing. As I, as I remember away. my childhood, even like looking back on pictures and memorabilia, I really just enjoyed bossing people around. I don't know what to do with that. Like I would hold book clubs in the treehouse and I would just, I was so, I, I wasn't, I didn't know yet. I just bossed people around. I bossed no, my brother oh, around. Jill. I took over. 
Girl, no, we don't say that anymore. We don't say we don't say girls are bossy. We say that they are born leaders. Okay, okay. you were a born leader. Yeah, it's even to this day, Eric and I lived with my grandmother for a year. She has Alzheimer's. She's still alive, which is amazing. But Alzheimer's has definitely really taken over. It's quite sad. But before she got to the point that we needed to put her into just a a home that could provide her 24 seven care, we lived with her and uh, throughout my life. And even into the onset of dementia, she would constantly ask me, are, are you bossing them around? Are you telling them what to do? That's her question. Are you? T- I don't even know who she's talking about. I think she just <laughs> is like, this has been always what she wanted to call out in me. Like, are you telling them what to do? Are they listening? I'm like, I don't know. I call is her she Gimba. encouraging you? Is, is Gimba encouraging like, you in this? Or is she like, I think reprimanding she's you? commenting on it. Like, are you telling you telling them what to do? Are they listening? <laughs> are you are you being good? Are you behaving? <laughs> These are her questions. Oh my god. So, Kimba. I mean, yes, I think as maybe I've grown into adulthood, maybe maybe leadership, leadership has been a theme and and I enjoy it. I enjoy collaboration. I enjoy teamwork. I enjoy drawing out the best in people. So that's been maybe like the more beneficial pivot, like not just bossing people around, but when I was a child and I had childish ways, it it looked like being bossy. When I was a child, I acted like, like a child. A child. Yeah. I bossed people like a child. <laughs> and now I'm adult and I boss people, people like an adult. Boss. Some wisdom right there for you. <laughs> what about you, Jen? What, what does your child childhood say about you? Uh, well, I was a nerd and I was not... They didn't call me bossy, but I also am... Independent, I would say more independent um, and like individually capable, which is it's an we're an interesting mix because I am more of like I take the lead on most of the frugal friends stuff where your leaders, you're definitely more of a leader of people than I am. But I'm just like a doer. I'm a, I get things done. I am the Home Depot. And so (laughs) I'm thinking of their song, but I can't replicate it. (laughs) So um, writing and learning were things that I did constantly as a child. Like I just wanted to be and I was an only child, too. So I think that plays into this. But I I once I was good at writing as a child. But one time I took a an ass- a writing assignment to my teacher and she read it and she partly I'm sure thought it was good but then also partly she was just a great teacher and she wanted me to know that I was doing good work and so she had me bring it to all the teachers in the pod um, and show them so that they can encourage me also that's amazing it yeah it I it was something that like very much stood out to me and f- when I switched from doing acupuncture to full-time writing was the thing in my life that made me believe I could do it. Mm. So that one little thing that my teacher did really played a significant role in me taking the leap into 
entrepreneurship and freelancing. It's amazing what an impact those little events within childhood can have mm-hmm. on us. I don't know positive that, events. Yeah, I don't. Well, and negative, but I but yeah. I don't know that like being encouraged one time in adulthood would make the pivot mm-hmm. that it can make for a child. It's quite remarkable. And so, yeah. shout out to all of the teachers, parents, caregivers who are calling out the best in kids because that one event can really set a trajectory for people. And you're doing it. This is a part of, I I would say, your dream life, what you are best at. I love it when that alignment happens, what you're good at and what you desire to do coming mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So it, and it does, it has come fully together. So next step is writing a book. Ooh. We gonna write. We gonna do that. We gonna, we gonna do that. We, she's we calling that. it into being. It's. Yeah, I am calling it into being. So if you know any literary agents, hit us up. <laughs> um, but I am forcing Jill into it, and that's all right. More or less. If there's people to boss around in the process, I'm here for it. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. I. You can absolutely do that, and I will write most of the book because i'm bossy i'm the first one how does that song go i don't know you can't sing anymore i promise i am like more well i don't know i i would hope my imagined self is more lovely than just bossy but i mean maybe it's true you are a leader you lead people (laughs) leave it at that all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Many of you know we have a private community where we do monthly money challenges. We offer accountability groups. So much. There's so much happening there. And we want to congratulate one of our members for a big win because wins also happen in this community. So Brenda shared... I've been MIA for a bit, but so much going on that I've only been checking posts periodically. So after three to four canceled or postponed meetings, I finally had a chance to ask for a raise. I did get a raise, not as large as I wanted, but they added six more hours to my schedule. So it's worked out to about $500 a month. Then several weeks later, they asked if I'd be interested if they started a 401k. Not sure when that will happen, but up until now, they've, they haven't offered anything. My daughter graduated with her master's degree and I helped her move into her first full-size apartment that she doesn't have to share with anyone. And at my apartment, where it's been very hard to get any repairs taken care of, they've decided to upgrade the entire complex. So new roofs, new paint, new mailboxes. Plus, they finally came in and replaced my bathroom sink, replaced a cabinet door in the kitchen. I've never been so happy over a cabinet door before. (laughs) It took 18 months to get the repairs. Here's to continuing the trend towards getting the things I want and need. Brenda, this is amazing because I think it's a combination of things that you've done actively, intentionally that you had power, influence, and control over. But then there's some things here that you didn't have power, control, or influence over, but probably created gratitude for you. Like You didn't have much control over what happened at the apartment complex, but it's happening and you're noticing it and you're celebrating it and it's creating momentum. So congratulations. Yeah. And it's like not I it didn't have to help my daughter move. I got to help her yes. move into her f- first apartment on her own. And we know that you were talking about uh, wanting to get a raise or more hours. And so we are super happy that you did. And that I think this points out, even though Brenda said, I've been MIA for a bit, like you don't have to be 100% into the community 100% of the time. Yeah. There is room to get what you need when you need it. And we are here. So congrats, Brenda. 
Thanks everyone for listening. If you want to check out our monthly challenge community, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club to see what challenge we have coming up next. Share your wins, get some accountability, whatever you need. Love to see you there. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Jen, I have a story to share with you. Okay, that Make I it need fast because to get. You have a hard. I, well, I did. It's stop. okay. I've got five. I've got five minutes. Okay, uh, go. I just. It's maybe in some ways related to dream life, but also I just need to get this out. So okay. yesterday I had jury duty. First time that I ever actually went to jury duty. I've been summoned before, but okay, first time going. Yeah, I've heard part of this story. Yeah, I'm, I. And so, so a lot of things happening. First of all, I was actually kind of like excited. I mean, it wasn't the most convenient thing, but this is maybe where it ties into dream life. I have the flexibility. It wasn't overwhelmingly stressful. I'm not going to be out of money. Uh, It's actually something that I can do as my civic responsibility. And it's something I've never done before. And I like new things and new opportunities. So I was kind of looking forward to it and grateful that like I could. I know there's a lot of people who can't. So recognizing my own circumstances, and this is a way that I can. I'm not trying to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So I going into it, I was like, I had heard some, some stories about people just sitting at court all day and them not allowing you to have your phone or your computer. So I wanted to get a book ahead of time to be able to read. And the only books that I have in my house are clinical. They're not fun. They're not going to like help me pass the time in like a riveting way. So I wanted to go to the library because I now have a library card. That's like part of my dream life (laughs) and frugal life. The library was closed. I had jury duty on a Tuesday. So it's like, I'll go on Monday, but the library was closed that Monday. So then I'm like, oh no, it was six o'clock. What am I going to do? Eric was like, do you just want to like go to a store and buy a book? I was like, no. I mean, not that I don't want to support authors, but it does kind of feel like a waste of money because I'm not a person who like rereads books. I thought to myself, let's find one of those free libraries in our neighborhood. You know, like people put up yes, like boxes so on their property. We apparently have like four in our neighborhood. Eric remembered one. So we got on our bikes and we went on a mission and I found one. And I found two books that were actually really interesting to me. So So I got those two books. So didn't spend any money on that. Packed it in my backpack to be able to take with me for the next day. Then I packed a lunch. I know that there was vending and whatever, but I'm going to pack a lunch. Did that. And also I had a gift card for breakfast at Chick-fil-A. So I got up early, went to Chick-fil-A, got my free breakfast, took my packed lunch, took my free borrowed books on top of the world, able to be flexible, not stressed about the fact that I'm showing up to jury duty. I was there all day, 8.30 until 5.30. I was a part of the selection process, but I wasn't finally selected for the actual jury. But I was there from 8.30 a.m. till 5.30 p.m. Walked out of the courthouse at 5.30 p.m. to a flat tire. Yeah, uh, that was not what I expected at the end of a long jury duty day. But you know what? It's not going to get me down. I did have roadside assistance. 
uh, that covers $50. When I called, they said, well, we'll just have someone come out and help you change this to the spare tire. Uh, that costs $50. So that's free. Great. Did have to wait for a while. I did what I could. I got the spare tire out. I got the jack out. I started reading the manual. I couldn't get the lug nuts off. Not going to lie. <laughs> couldn't do it. And actually, a cop came by to try and help me. And he couldn't do it either. He's like, well, do you need water? I was like, I got water. He's like, all right. Best of luck to you. <laughs> best of luck. Uh, someone came. Someone changed it to the spare. Then I was like, it is 7 o'clock. I'm not making dinner. I had a gift card to Carabas. Met up with my husband at Carabas. Ate dinner on the gift card. So, uh, But still, I'm going to have to buy a new tire probably. Uh, so jury duty still did cost me despite all of my efforts. But you wow. know what? I got a sinking fund. We're going to be able to get ourselves a new tire. But my goodness, was that a day? Oh, my goodness. I heard about the tire. And when Travis got off the phone with Eric, he was like, he turned to me, he's like, you, you change your own tire, right? And I was like, what in God's good earth <laughs> makes you think I can change my own tire? I have like, changed, I showed you once. I have changed a tire like, before. Yes, I could do it. I just could with the tools that I had in the car, the lug nuts would not come off. And again, someone else came by, a uh, able-bodied male tried with the same tools that I had and could not do it. Uh, and the person who came, he had like an impact driver and that's how he was able to do it. But mm. it was still yeah, free no. and I did what I could. I wasn't a sitting duck. I put my hands you to good use. did it. You did. And I am so proud of you. Thank you. Because I wouldn't have even tried. I would have walked. I would have found a Taco Bell <laughs> and I would have given There was up. only a jail nearby. So I don't know. I thought there was always a Taco you Bell know by a jail. That I day, thought there's a Taco Bell by every jail. <laughs> yeah. the, the, it's only going to cost me the new tire, not breakfast, lunch, someone showing up, books. I could have spent a lot more. Mm -hmm. But it's not in my values system to do that's that. That's the moral of this story, and I tried to twist it. <laughs> but I am so proud of you. I mostly just needed to get that story out into the world. <laughs> Did they let you take your phone? Yeah. So in the waiting room, I was able to have my phone. Then when we got to the selection process, you couldn't. But it was kind of riveting. They're like asking everybody like these intense personal questions. And so like me and myself was like, I'm here for this. It was a long time. It was like three hours. <laughs> it was but it was like three hours. What of the do you think round? about the justice system? What do you think about cops? Do you have any strong opinions on this on that? So it was like it was real. It was 60 people. And they questioned all 60 of us and, and we all in front heard of each in other front of each other <gasps> 60 people we sat there for hours just that going through unhealthy. and it was what do you do for a living are you married do you have kids what do you do for fun do you have strong opinions like have you had <laughs> sexual abuse training like it was all of the things and everyone oh had to answer in front of everyone else so and you, you know had to share I was all there your for strong that. opinions <laughs> yeah. And that's why you weren't selected. No, I wasn't. I think I was select. I wasn't selected because I did have way too much training on the topic that they are um, charging someone with, and they didn't want that. Mm. Yikes! Yeah. All right. Well, you'll get them next time. I'll get Tiger. Them next time with my packed lunch. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. 
That's my dream life. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.